Okay, then. I mean, they won. What what are you what are you shaking your head over there for? I'm, I'm shaking my head at these side bets that they got. They act like this is like a street oh. dice game going on right now. <laughs> There's so many predictions. Three, four, three is the start time. I saw Teresa. You should be ashamed of yourself. Four oh five after a dub. After a dub, though. DK, who would have ever thought, man, all these side bets that they got going on? Heather, same with 403. It's more from the ladies, DK, than anybody else, man. They're doubting us, dude. They're expecting punctuality is what it is. Punctual. Jeremy, you ought to be ashamed of yourself, man. You're supposed to ride with us, man. What is going on with you? Is this the point where we're, we, we bring up the very important thing that the Steelers won last night? Yeah, we need to do that. And everybody okay. needs to be okay. And if this isn't the CBS <laughs> evening news, you know, we're here. All right. Here. <laughs> no doubt, man. Hey, happy victory Tuesday. I'll take it too, even if I got to stay up past 11 o'clock over here, DK. Let's do that. Let's, Let's do, do that. it. Y'all ready? Mm hmm. Oh! Great. Now the next 30 comments are going to be about what a lame bell ringer you are and how if only you had the Casey Kester bell that you're not going to have until November. <clears throat> you're right. Well, I'll tell you this. At least I'm not a franchise that paid a quarterback $245 million guaranteed and oh, can't beat your division foe. Oh, wow. Oh. Taking a hands-on approach, I see. Oh, oh, I mean, what do you expect? I'm usually hands-off. A, hands off. a deep used... tissue wound, deep tissue I must wound. say. That's a deep rub right to there. massage this humor. Hey, man, hey, we've heard worse coming out of their fan base, okay? That's all I'm telling you, DK. Wow. Ooh, imagine being that type of – having that type of investment. <laughs> Everything's on the table today. That's four. I got four in. You got four in? <laughs> there we four. go. There we go. And if anybody's got Everything. any more, feel free to bring them. It's, just... it's the day after beating Deshaun Watson – day here at the Ramon Foster show. He's Ramon in Hendersonville, Tennessee. If you happen to be new to this show, I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh sports here in downtown Pittsburgh. And it's so funny, Moan. There's a couple of different ways that the storylines from last night's 26 to 22 victory over the Browns can swing. On one hand, you had TJ and Alex asserting themselves as repeat after me, the best edge rushing duo in the National Football League. Ain't even close. Okay. Now, this is not like saying, you know, TJ and anybody would be the best edge rushing duo because this is this is legit. Okay. Yeah. This the stuff that Alex did last night was impact stuff. Mm -hmm. Positive. Negative. At Canada, Kenny Pickett. The stuff that everybody is mostly talking about today. But you wanted to bring up something else. And that's what I want to get into today because you are uniquely qualified on this subject, my friend. I am. And I almost kind of want to start right here, DK. I didn't realize you didn't write this article right here. Jeez. From Robert, breaking <laughs> news here. Says breaking news Ramon Foster has accepted the Pittsburgh Steelers offensive coordinator job. I'll take it. You know what I'm saying? I'll take it to do. Never mind. I'm not going to critique him because I don't know everything about him uh, personally, DK. But that was a, a wolf. It's what you call some of that play calling. Uh, I saw and feel what y'all felt last night in that moment because I felt like all of us 
felt the pressure of the world watching, waiting for the Steelers to crumble. Uh, but I'll say this, some positivity out it. Has some explosive plays, uh, a, an explosive play offensively with, golly, George Pickens doing his thing too. Found a way to close out the game defensively. DK also been a thing too. Uh, and, and here's my take too on the O-line. We got a multitude of things to talk about today, That's what DK. I want to hear her here. Yeah, and that's where okay. I'm going to see them. Because I'm, 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 see, people seem to be in between on this, on the offensive line subject, and I want you to straighten it out with whatever it is that you're seeing. What I'm seeing is this. I'm seeing a group that can pass block is behind off to to an extent i'll i'll say this there were there some mm. leakage yeah all in all this group's strong sense is pass protecting dk i thought it was very fascinating to see what it looked like how they were going to go about it too um i thought it was unique in their approach to how they for the most part and of course miles got close and kenny got hit and you know what that's a part of that job too right but that run blocking is by far one of the biggest black eyes I think I've ever seen in that offensive line. What's missing? Well, moving people off of the line of scrimmage. See, I mean, knew you were going to do that. You, you yeah. always, you, you, when it comes to run blocking, I do that to you on purpose. Yeah. You, you take everything down to the most rudimentary level. Oh, you're not okay. kicking somebody's ass. Yeah. You know? it, it's, it's that, but I'm seeing guys turn into the hole to try to block people. I'm seeing off the left side, DK, and I'm going to see these guys, and I'll say what I have to then because the film don't lie. Now, watch that tape, okay, DK? It's this. Guys constantly in the backfield. I know I've seen a lot of people. Najee's overrated. I've seen all those things. It's hard to run the ball We don't when you don't constantly know where the open gap is going to be or will there be one or will there be a defensive lineman in your face by the time you take three steps? I'm not excusing Najee because even last night I tweeted out, if you guys are following me, as of tonight's performance is what I said last night. Jalen Warren was performing at a higher rate than Najee Harris was. And almost always does. Okay, and I'm getting tired of the script. Because that's what's being followed here, Moan. It's the script. It's the script, DK. One of them was a first-round pick, and one of them wasn't drafted. Now, I know, okay, but it's not you just being an undrafted homer, okay? Right. One of them is outperforming the other. Mm-hmm. One of them is out-accelerating the other. One of them is out-pushing the other. Yep. What are we they- doing here? But We're going to go back to them, but I got to go back to the boys up front, DK. Um, nothing goes unless the running game goes, right? You become predictable if you drop back quickly and throw the ball. Players get their hands up, right, DK? We've seen that. We've seen them be able to dictate the flow of a game if you're straight dropping back. And that's cool to have a strong suit, right, if you're good at pass protecting. But we know this. When it comes down time to win football games, those last four minutes of the game in which they had the ball and still had to punt it away and rely on the defense to finish it out, you're supposed to close games out like that. This is a group that has – they got everything you're asking for. Everybody on that group is paid up except for the, the third-year left tackle. Right, DK? Let's just speak about those things. When the expectation of guys being in the second or third contracts, there's an expectation you're supposed to do that job. The run blocking was insanely low, DK. They're getting pushed back not just once but numerous times throughout the game. It's hard to get the floor of the offense when you're going second and nine. When it's third and 10 again, or you're getting penalties to set you back. That was bad to watch, DK. And I can't understand, you know, where they are as a group to challenge one another. And I know Cleveland came out to play, DK, but guess what everybody does when they play the Pittsburgh Steelers? And you know I say this all the time. 
they reset themselves when they come in to play Pittsburgh. They want to beat you down every single time. And this group, whether it's the play calling that they're getting or whether it's man to a man, them just getting beat up. They were getting beat up last night, DK, and it wasn't fun to watch, man. And yes, Luke, that dumb bleeping jet sweep game that they got going on is that. And it's also if you're going to run a quarterback option with Kenny Pickett, Mm -hmm. you can't allow penetration in the backfield. Why would you pull the ball, Kenny? Oh, and that play was so dumb. There were there was no hope for that play. Put That's not one you're laying my on. Eyes when I see that DK. I have this to say about the blocking in general. This is this is my own observation. Watching the game live and then spending some additional time studying it last night. The only person on the Steelers roster who was effective on the run blocking at all was Darnell Washington. Yep. I, you knew I was going to say that, right? I did know that. Because he just flattens people. And he does it in a way where he keeps his feet moving. And he's so naturally aggressive. Yeah. Which is one of the things that I'll give Mike Tomlin credit for. That was something that they identified early in camp and really embraced it after an initial couple of tests in Latrobe. Yeah. And they saw CJ. it. Yeah. And then, and then they just did this. Okay. He's not a problem. We're done with him. Who else we got that we need yeah. to work with? But that's not good enough. No. Okay, you can't even pose as being a running team. No. Unless you can actually run. No. And you can't run unless you can run block. Now, you know, Tomlin also pointed out, and he was right, that the Browns showed up with five down linemen. Now, now Moan in your very best days, okay, Marquise and those guys, you're facing five guys down. It's a challenge. It is a challenge. I can agree with that. But, I it's, can. Not, it's, but it's not insurmountable. You, you spread them out. You yeah. beat them up a little bit. You wear them down. And that's what you guys would do. And all of a sudden, by the third quarter, the same plays that weren't working in the first half, they look really smart dk the war of attrition is always going to be something like either you get got or you do the getting right that's one thing that's apparent when it comes down to the o-line play from beginning of the game dk to the end of the game we saw none of that now was there one or two positive plays yes it was but the consistency of moving forward giving us a yard or two or whether the scheme of however they were choosing to run the ball simply was not there dk is what i'm telling you I'm not sure. This is what it was. Y'all remember my trusty cigar case, right? What like this is the stance for an offensive lineman. If you drop that back leg or open up your uh open up your 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 gate a little bit to allow a penetrator up the field like this, that's what was happening more often than anything. They were here and opening up and letting the defense back and creating penetration. That's unacceptable. Unless it is a directional play to where on counter I'm supposed to close off and re-divert a guy, that's not supposed to be happening, specifically on the goal line like that too. And the thing about it, it wouldn't be a problem if we didn't see this happen over and over again, DK. That's where the issue lies when we started talking about what this running game looks like. It was below the line when you look at what how this group was supposed to perform. It was bad, DK. It simply was. As a team, you averaged 2.6 yards rushing with an extra day of preparation. It's a joke. 2.6. If they if Cleveland had not, man, and prayers up for Nick Chubb, okay? Had they not lost him in that game, 
Oh, I, I, I wrote the same thing. We That's couldn't a Cleveland sustain. Victory. That's a Cleveland victory. I'm sorry. I'll just come right out and say it. And it's because of why, DK. They were trying to control. They were more efficient at running. As good as our defense was. Just a little. <laughs> as good as the defense was, they got more movement than we did around the line of scrimmage. Now, again, this is also the case too, DK. <clears throat> we don't know how those guys feel about Matt Canada play calling if they really believe in it. All I know is this. You have to call it and haul it. The tendencies of what defenses see in opposing rooms and cities, guess what? You can be found out when it comes down to, hey, this structure right here, they're running the ball this way. They were so quick on the jet sweeps. They were quick on the downhill runs to Najee. Najee had the reverse feel to get positive yards in this game. I'm not sure how many other time he actually hit the line of scrimmage and moved forward, DK. Think about it. How many times did you see him hit the line of scrimmage and move forward? Nope. Uh, other than the, other than the, down. the reverse feel. He, he had two runs that were effective, and they were uh, the same thing that Cleveland succeeded on, actually. It was kind of weird that neither defense seemed to be ready for any kind of cutback. <laughs> did you notice that? Yeah, like, yeah I know. I know. <laughs> Think about the bodies. Yeah, cutbacks were all like 50-yard gains for everybody. It was wild on both sides. It was. But, but yeah, I'm, I'm tired of watching 22 uh, run into the pile and go down. And I got to tell you, on the day that Nick Chubb got hurt, watching Nick Chubb, 10 carries, 64 yards. But, my goodness, I, it's not fair to compare anybody to Chubb at his peak. But you got to see that's what a star running back looks like. Yeah. Okay. You got to you got to see it yeah. right in front of you. You saw the stark comparison there. Okay. Yeah, you did. Chubb didn't always find super big holes. He had some. Right. But he just kept making his own. Yes, I'm, you know, I, I I know you mentioned this. We've had a few people mention this uh, as well here in the comments. And I, before we go to break here, I just want to call attention to this. Ramon and I speak about Chubb on a regular basis. Yeah. This is not something that we're saying after the fact because he got hurt and seriously hurt. This is the best running back in the National running Football back. League. This is a young man who's achieved a lot. He's done it at a position where you don't last long. Nope. And here's hoping. Somehow, some way, he can come back from this because this is now the second time that that knee's really gotten ripped up. I know that he can come back, return to the National Football League, and be anything approaching his best self. It would be great for not just the city of Cleveland and the Browns, but more importantly, from our perspective, for the National Football League. I like watching the guy play. You know, man. Let me tell you this, DK. Go I ahead, uh, I tweeted out before like. Four minutes, that about was four hard, minutes before man. the end. That was hard to I watch. I said, Nick Chubb is one of the greats. You got to yes. appreciate what he does. And then, Lord, who you root for. Yeah. And, and you know what? Honestly, as a fan sitting down on my couch, couldn't control what was going on inside of that stadium at Hackershire Stadium, DK. I was just really conceding to the fact that you can't really stop Nick Chubb. You couldn't really stop oh, Nick yeah. Chubb last night, man. And they had guys all over him. And he was honestly the spark of their offense that led to Deshaun having the completions that he did too because you had to account for where Nick Chubb was and how he was getting the ball, man. Tip your hat to that, man. That 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 sucks. That did. It's, it's, it sucks for, for him. This, this, and it also sucks for this game that, that, that we love. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't, man. 
anyway, when we come back, boy, you got stacked up here. Gone right now. (laughs) When we come back, the only segment that matters. And that's hey moan. At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show and the only segment that matters. That is always our Hey Moan segment. As we see, we're getting a little hello there from Steelers Nation Australia. We're going to leave that on the board for a reason here. But first, I want to let everybody know that at the Get-Go Cafe and Market, I'm not sure if you've heard about this, Moan. The quality is at the core of every menu item. The three expert chefs there fine-tune every detail so that every sub-burger, salad, wrap, drink, and app is crafted for what they refer to uniquely as craveability. <laughs> I can't do this with yes, this. That was it. <laughs> order your favorite entry at the Get-Go Cafe and Market today. If you happened to order it for the game last night, or if you happened to go and pick it up, let us know here. I'd love to hear from you on yeah. that count. Uh, absolutely perfect for football games. Uh, we actually have a special guest here in studio hey. to get our to get our uh, our Hey Moan segment going. That would be Jordan Finlayson from Melbourne, Australia. What's How up, Jordan? Hey, what's up, Jordan? This microphone. All the way up there. Hey, Byron, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you, man. I'm good. It's good to be here. Good. Hopefully, you're enjoying yourself in Pittsburgh. We are. We are, mate. Yesterday's yeah. game was unreal. <laughs> Emotional, wasn't it? It Very was. Evil. It was. It was stressful. Very stressful, <laughs> but good to get a W. No doubt. No doubt, man. What's going on? Let's talk. Well, nothing, mate. I just wanted to say like a special shout out to everyone in this in the Steelers Nation community and, and you guys as well. Like It makes it super accessible to, to, to immerse ourselves in the Pittsburgh culture all the way across the globe and and yeah just the everything that you guys do for for everyone around the world particularly in australia has been unreal so i just want to say special special shout out and thank you man no problem that that gets me going right i got chills from that right there (laughs) man hey that was some cool stuff thank you for watching us man from down under and i hope pittsburgh's been real real nice to you seriously it has mate it has it's been a real experience good i'm glad to hear that man appreciate you thank you mate thank you very much thank you too joy that was cool right there, DK. Soccer team is Socceroos. What are football fans, like American football? I don't know. Nothing. No, they don't have a nickname. <laughs> They're a soccer team. They call they refer to them affectionately as the Socceroos. 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 Like kangaroos. Get it? That was some real cool stuff right now, man. Just yeah. Saying, thank you. I thought he was going to ask you a question, so I started eating. Nah, absolutely not. Nah, look at you. It's just a mouthful of money, uh, food, man. Let me tell you this, though. Let's, let's, let's start at the Captain Obvious, if you don't mind, too. Mm-hmm. The play what if he's just an actor with a really great Australian fake accent? Well, there's a lot of them that come over here and do act. Uh, also, English from London, too. You know, they a lot th- of those. That was thick, though, man. Yeah, that was. It, Melbourne, I think, is on the other side. Like right Brad now. Wing was. Oh, yeah? Brad Wing was his. It's pretty. You could hear it. It's more Americanized mm-hmm. now, but uh, definitely. That, that's not, though. That's no, not, not at That's all. right off the Qantas jet there. 
<laughs> you know, no doubt, DK. Ryan Smith says, "Hey, Moan and DK, is it too early to worry about the offensive line with regard to the run game?" Ryan, oh man, Ryan. Uh, not to blow up your question, but that was the whole opening segment. That was a whole opening segment, man. Uh, you can't get pushed and bullied around. That's two weeks in a row that they've seen really good defenses and defensive lines. Let's stick right there, okay? Really good defensive lines, and they really hadn't garnered any movement as far as the line of scrimmage goes. That's unacceptable for what the standard is inside of that room, and those guys know that too. It's a bunch of older guys right now that mm. understand, and not even old guys. This group is experienced. No, all of them have gone through numerous seasons of start, starting an entire season. Have they not, DK? Yes. Yes, they have. And then understanding that you need to whip the man in front of you sometimes, it seemed like there's lacking in that or the fact that they just could not get it done. These two weeks have been brutal to watch in the running game when it comes down to this offensive line. It, it's Some look like technique. Some look like they're beat behind. Some look like it's just simply not finishing the way you need to. Or if you do get pushed back, you need to understand that there's still a strain to keep your man at the line of scrimmage. Most times winning in the NFL, it's a matter of one yard. A lot of people aren't blowing folks off the line of scrimmage. So I don't want to make it seem like they need to be moving people five yards down the field. What's happening to those guys in the run game is they're getting pushed back a yard more than anything. They're losing the line of scrimmage. As Coach T, protect every blade of grass. It's been real rough watching them generate any blades of grass when it comes down to their operation as far as the run game goes. That is okay to say. They were, they've been bad the last two weeks. Mr. Left Guard, as long as we've got you on the show. Yes. Isaac Selmalu hasn't exactly floored me. Not lately, no. What In particular in the run game. And I'm going to be that guy. Say it. Points out. That when Kevin Dotson was the left guard and he had his flaws as a pass blocker, he did not have many flaws as a run blocker. Kevin Dotson lived to push you 10 yards downfield. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And that offense with that line averaged 146.4 yards per game during that seven and two finish. Just saying. Yep. Yep. including the guy that they just handed 25 million to needs to be at a whole lot higher level than they've been. I I kept asking myself on the TV copy, man, how is it the left side is always having penetration? The D tackle was always getting up the field DK. Now I don't know if it was position blocking as far as them just trying to get in front of them and move them around them and make them run around them. But you got to move people DK. It's that simple. And you knew what that game was going to be. We knew that game was going to be physical from the beginning, did we not? Yes, mm-hmm. we did. It's AFC, AFC North. North ball. Yeah. That tells the tale in itself. That group has to have a real self-check and, and conversation with itself about being prideful. On the season right now, DK, you know what the average is for rushing uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Mm. 3.1 yards attempt. You know how many rushing yards they have on the entire season as it stands right now, if these stats are correct? Uh, it's, it's less than, isn't it like 96 or something? It's 96 yards through oh, I two got it right. games. <laughs> now, we talk about Matt Canada's ability to call plays. Mm-hmm. It really is a situation where the run game will allow you to develop even in situations where Matt Canada may not know what he want to do on his call sheet. 
I'll just throw that out. The, the run game buys you time. It buys you time, DK. And it also will help settle a young second-year quarterback who's another topic of conversation. Yeah, but you got to make changes, okay? This this thing where they think they can just keep slamming their forehead into the wall and try harder, try harder, try harder with the same people and the same ideas, I'm sorry, Moan. You know, I know it's two games, but two games is X percent of the full season. It really is. And you got to straighten it out at some point. And if if I'm the head coach, and be glad that I'm not. I know that. I'm happy you're not. I know. <laughs> <laughs> he made her laugh. I heard the peanut <laughs> gallery back there. Peanut yeah. gallery. Just really <laughs> letting that one fly. Uh, if I'm, the, <laughs> I'm all thrown here. But if, if I'm the head coach, I am. I'm changing a lot of different things as it relates to the run. I really am. You mean the schematics? You you mean I, I personnel? Mean, I mean across the board. Okay. 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 I'm doing some different things because I I'm, I can't give up on the quarterback. Uh, yeah. Okay. Who, by the that. way made almost no forward steps last night. He was bad. Okay. He was I mean, bad. The, the 71-yard touchdown to George, the passes to George were literally the only thing that worked. But even yep. then, even then, and this isn't criticizing George in any way, four catches on 10 targets. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, look where he was throwing it. I know. In the dirt. In or the with, dirt. With, the, with the guy on his back. The Dude, one the he man. threw across the middle on the mm-hmm. third down, you had Calvin Austin to the left with enough space to make something happen. He's one option guy and throw. You know what We're happens in those situations? The quarterbacks. Okay, the quarterbacks all right, because I was about to go. Because, go ahead, Because though. he has not been good. There's, there's a tendency, and this is true in my experience with all sports fans, where you want to find that one person or that one really, really specific thing, and focus on it and be mad. Mm-hmm. That's not this situation. Okay. There's a lot of things going wrong. It is. Okay? There's a couple going right. There's a lot going wrong. And the only way that anybody can reasonably address this is to first assess it correctly. And That means that the head coach has to be honest with himself he has to look in the mirror. He has to ask why he's still employing this clown as coordinator. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he has to he has to read more messages from Mark Bowers, basically. <laughs> in which Mark just writes out Glenn Thomas's name many, many times. He even includes the extra N, so we make sure that we don't confuse Glenn Thomas with some bogus Glenn Thomas. This one has two Ns. It, it is. He also looks nothing like this. Last night was the first time uh, since I've been retired as a fan that I got where the fans were coming from, meaning non-players, right? Guys that haven't been inside. I'm, I'm usually – and I saw people saying, it's like, dang, they, uh, Matt Canada's pissing moan off and because I, I was <laughs> tweeting on my account last night. And um, I was just like, well, yeah, I saw it. Like, I, my eyes were clear last night because I think, um, one, having a free night to actually sit down and watch, but it was also a national game. You don't want to get embarrassed. And I thought – the play calling in which Matt Canada threw out that was embarrassing. Um, it was almost predictable, and it almost seemed elementary, DK, and how he went about it. I don't know if you want to blame Kenny or the players when it comes down to how they executed it, because sometimes you do have to overcome coaching. But sometimes mm-hmm. coaches put you in bad situations. I thought the situation that he asked the team to do last night offensively Matt Canada put them in bad situations on top of them not winning their one-on-ones too. So I empathize now with what you guys have been witnessing and have been saying. 
I'm all about letting a guy grow as a coach and be a guy that gets it and moves forward, right? Oh, whoa, man, we saw a step right there. You took a step in the right direction. Since the regular season has started, we haven't seen a step in the right direction on nothing. Mm-hmm. And you've had time. There's film from last week with, with, with the Cleveland Browns versus Cincinnati. And you didn't utilize that even a little bit when it came down to the plan? Well, hang on. It, uh, not to be hijacking the show from our viewers here, okay? But there was also something else that happened. George's catches, and this is to everyone's credit, there are positives, okay, were mostly those those slants that he was running across the middle. He found empty area in the middle of the Cleveland defense. You know who else did that? Who did that? Cincinnati. Yeah. Because it was on film, and it was understood that the Browns can be had there. Everyone talked about it. Just casual Joe Blow conversation. Yeah was about how Cleveland's defense can be exploited in the middle. Strong up front, really dynamic corners, but they can be had here. So yep. George has them. Yep. Yep. Pat Fryermuth was targeted. See this finger? One time. You remember what it was? It was that stupid screen pass off to the left. Yeah, sure was. Okay. To his tight end, a tight end screen that got one more yard than it deserved to get yep. that play. That's a joke. That's, That's a, joke. a joke. You know how many times Darnell Washington was targeted? Zero. Zero. You know how many times he was targeted in the opening game? Uh zero. Zero. He was yeah. the only he was the only receiver to line up in the offense to not get a target. You know how often he gets targeted in practice? All the freaking time. You, but you know what that does, though, DK? It's neglectful as a as a coach because guess what teams are gonna say unless you start to trick them or incorporate them too. You uh, hey guys, when he's out there, he's a non-factor. He's out there for run purposes and blocking only. That's what you do. Like they've simplified it and made the job a little bit harder, DK. Is what I'm telling you. You by know, not what, using all your weapons. That's it. You you have to you have to utilize them. And one great way to get five down linemen to back off a little bit is what. It, it, it's to throw make it over yes heads. over the top throw over the heads dk um i've been getting this one we we've been getting this one a lot dk uh mm. i'm gonna see if i can pull it up with as we get to the uh the hey moan segment of all these things man it is we're trying right here we are <laughs> i think we're all everybody in here right now has some venting to get through okay and we will get that uh right here DK. while you look for that michael's coming in at a at a, at a dollar we appreciate that uh, and Brett Allison says he's glad he, came, he was able to come down and visit the uh, the HQ and shop and get on the show. And they won, even if it was ugly. Long season, boys. Get off the uncle's table, y'all, and give a like. <laughs> Brett just checks off every box there. I kinda yeah, like, he does. I kind of like that one there. Oh, I got it. I got it. Mm-hmm. This is everybody's, uh, I guess, uh, question of day, too. It's one of them, anyway, that we're asking. From Daniel Pike. Daniel goes, hey, Mo, what is the likelihood Canada, Matt Canada, would be fired, and how difficult of a transition would it be on the offense midseason? Uh, I, I'd be shocked, I'll tell you this, too, if he does get fired. If anything, you'll see somebody being incorporated more into the offensive play calling as far as ideas and the structure of it. Um, but to say a guy, I don't think I've seen a coach get let go midseason. Wait a second. You gonna See, have to this refresh is me. this is the problem here, with you being on a show with me and me having a long memory. You've been in a positional room mm-hmm. where a coach was 
fired or de facto fired and basically replaced in midseason while somehow not losing his title and still being welcome in the room. And and I did that in a not, not I just to be said that, that guy. Yeah, I, I know I, you did. That's, I why I'm, said, that's why I'm stressing it. You can have a guy be more have more influence on the play calling instead of a firing midseason. I've seen contracts not um renewed immediately after season. Everybody knew this was going to happen. I think in times when Coach Haley was let go, I knew it. When Coach Randy was being let go, I knew it. Uh, when 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 other coaches were not retained, you knew those things were going to happen. But you got to understand, you leave certain stuff alone until you can get rid of it. Because the thing is, why fire somebody that's already going to be paid anyway? If I'm not mistaken, this is third year for Matt Canada? Fourth. Fourth. It may have been a four-year deal as far as his uh, offensive coordinating duties go. You do have to think about that, too. I would almost expect the Roonies to operate in that fashion when it comes down to what their expectation is of that anybody who's fired. makes sound cheap, though, you know? It, it don't make them sound cheap. It makes them seem like you don't want to ruffle the feathers anymore when it comes down to how the flow of the building is, right? Okay. When guys get cut or guys got suspended or something like that, everything remained the same. Did it not, DK? Mm-hmm. It's just a method of operating. And sometimes that's, if you, that's how you want your business to roll. You do it that way. But with that being said, if everybody in here believe that Glenn Thomas should be play calling, then guess what? Glenn Thomas is going to get a seat at the table is what I'd expect. Okay. And we won't know, but I think no, if we start seeing some told. stuff, <laughs> that's for sure. There will be suggestions about that type of stuff happening. Any mm-hmm. coach that's ever been let go, I feel like the entire building know that that, re- that contract renewal wasn't going to happen. Got it. Greg yes. says, hey, hey, Mo, and Merrill Hodge is offensive coordinator. We're going to start doing this where we name former players. Oh, wow, I saw Merrill. Byron Leftwich in here. There are coaches who are not former players, believe it or not. So oh, wow. Yeah. That, that's, uh, that's invariably true. Appreciate the contribution. Justin Work just threw in 10 bucks for the swear jar. I was close. I was close. Were you? I was, I, I was I, close. I might have. I might have. Po- I might have poked through there yeah i was i was close point. dk and i, I try to keep it clean for the kids man that's, that's right it. yeah yeah definitely that's right jonah john says hey moan i don't usually go after matt canada but one thing i noticed is that the offense looks so simple and didn't adapt how do we change that how do we change <laughs> incorporate somebody else i saw people yeah. last night get him off my tv we know I, I, let's say this we know what we assume the issue is too I do feel like he's been given the freedom to figure this thing out himself, and sometimes you don't. Uh, I'll say this. I've always known Coach T to be this type of guy. He'll throw you a lifeline and let you develop and become a pro yourself. But what happens on that lifeline is if you don't continually pull up and you're just hanging on that lifeline, your grip usually gets weak and you fall off. Right, wrong, or indifferent, that's how I've kind of seen his method. The lifeline is there. Either you get better or you get worse, and that goes to players too. If you hold on for too long and don't progress up, progress and come up to the ship, you will get left behind. Greg says nine first downs are unacceptable. That is, it by is. the way, what they had. It was nine first downs. Do you know how many snaps the Steelers had inside the Cleveland red zone? Do you know how many snaps the Steelers had offensive Ooh, snaps inside I'm the red zone? F- six? Zero. No way. Yeah, George's touchdown was from 71 yards. They had no snaps. They had no penetrations inside the red zone. No way. Away. Look it up. It's incredible. I know. I know. It's absolutely. But that's what this guy does and his offenses do week after week after week. Uh, Clay 
comes in with a $10 contribution and says, everyone in Pittsburgh and everyone in Cleveland knew that Najee was going up top for that two-point conversion. Too much predictability. Clay, everyone on Pluto knew he was going up. Okay? In fact, I love the fact that you specified that he was going up because that's why you would draft a first-round power back so that he goes aerial on you. And I don't care if it was Najee's initiative. You don't allow it. Okay? You have a guy that's supposed to be a bulldog that knocks through, that finds a hole and pushes through, and he's going up in the air? Yeah. For what? And did you see Cleveland, the Browns? I mean, they they were up there, essentially, with arms folded, waiting for him. Yep. Now, I'll say this real quick as for the critics that, you know, in our era of playing DK about you guys should just run it in one. We could in those times. Right. DK, you probably bet more times than not. If we needed to run the ball in on the goal line, we could more times than not. Uh, Of course, I can say that comfortably sitting in this doggone chair right now. Uh, But that also puts a little bit of respect on the stuff that I think we did in the tight red zone with the passing, too. If you have weapons, and this team has some weapons, you spread teams out, get creative enough, you have more opportunities to score through the air in those moments, then they abruptly try to jump your, your running back over the line of scrimmage. That no was a terrible call there. Yes. No one spent more time in the air than Presley Harvin Third. We are here to pay tribute to the punter. Michael H. says, Harvin's best game as a pro, dude punted lights out. Yes, he did. Yes, he did, man. You got to give credit what credit is doing. A lot of those, well, I'll say one, the longest one, I don't think anybody touched till he went out of bounds. Mm-mm. I don't, I don't think anybody one? touched. Yes, at the one. It didn't touch anybody until it went out of bounds. That's precision. That's taking on the challenge. And I'll say this too. I know Coach T's been on his neck. You want to know why? Mm. When that one got fielded inside, I think the five, not the big one immediately he looked over to the sideline like you mf for you you see what i'm capable of doing <laughs> did that you see on, that little that look on, that was on the broadcast now yes on the broadcast after he knew he booted a bomb he looked over like you see me doing work now leave me alone That's i was cool. like okay presley go off then man he showed so, a little spunk man i have two quick additions to the presley harvin conversation Uh, One is that I don't like seeing four punts from inside the Cleveland territory. That's living in your fears. Okay. That's fair. fair. I mean, when you're at the 40 and you're punting and you plant one inside the 20, what'd you really gain versus forfeiting a possession in which all you need is another 10, 15 yards for Boz to put a 50 yarder through. I don't like it. I don't like it. Uh, The the other thing where Harvin is concerned is, man, I mean, He's the team's offensive MVP right now. He is. Offensive, not special teams. To get the defense out there. Just because the rest of them are bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, speaking um, of bad, let's stay with teams real quick, okay? If you're cool yep. with that. Mm-hmm. Gonoshevsky. Yeah, I don't I don't know. This is this is this is why we love to see guys in small roles state keep small roles too. To catch that ball where he did and tiptoe it. 
do you understand what's going on in those situations and the phantom chess thing that he had going on to it? Maybe it's real. And I, I'm going to lean on the fact that he was hurting us because I think he got popped one or two other times. Well, he's, he he's, he's, he's in concussion protocol. You can't well, uh, fake, you know that you can't uh, fake uh, your way uh, into that. That's fair, DK. But when you a role player, you better play that role daggone good. Do you understand? His role can get clipped real fast when it comes mm-hmm. down to the results that he had put out there last night, too. I'll say this, too. Calvin Austin III continues to do the things you expect him to do, man. He's playing his role as good as you think somebody should, DK, even if they are somewhat throwing uh, him into the jet sweep game, man. That is just flagrant as it could be. We got a few more of these that we got to get through, so we're going to go real quick right, through, let's go. through some of them. Michael H. says, I asked last week, bad coach and youth, unprepared, and you guys punted for a week. So after last night, no running game, bad QB play, O-line struggles. Is this bad coaching, bad culture? What gives? Uh, I'm going to go yes, Michael. And you can't let's, – let's say this too. To punt on something that's that vast after week one, that's kind of immature. That's that's unprofessional. Would you not say that, DK, when you say, hey, is it all week those things? Week one out of 17, week, yeah, I would week say Week one. So. All right, so, Michael, I get where you're coming from in that conversation right there, but it's still – unless it becomes a trend, and right now it's showing to be a trend in some situations, I'll lend it to this. Guys are just getting whooped. Patrick Peterson getting caught on a couple of times, guess what? That ain't coaching. That ain't play calling. That's him, okay? Guys getting pushed back in the line of scrimmage. That's players right there. That ain't coaching. When it comes 100%. to the quarterback, underthrowing, 100%. overthrowing, that's 100%. players, okay? Play calling is one thing. We've seen these exact same plays work other than the stuff that Matt Canada called last night. They can work. If you're getting your butt whipped, I don't know if you want to call that immature, young, or just bad play by the players, but the answer to your question is yes, and thanks for the contribution, too. Flying through these, DeMond Brown says, well, at this point, we don't have to worry about a massive contract extension with Kenny Pickett in year three. Uh, don't do that, DeMond. Yeah, it's, it, it's been two games for him, and he's never played like this. He just so, hasn't. Is it the what we call in baseball, the yips? He's not playing well. I'm, I'm going to bring this up again here, but I'm on this show with a guy who was in front of Ben Roethlisberger for 11 years. Ben had bad games, people. You know? Okay. Uh, you know I like to ride with you. I'm more optimistic. This His level of play in these first two regular season it's games, terrible. it's kind of bleak on what you think the expectations are. And it ain't even just that. His eyes and reaction to the stuff that's happening it's almost looking like he's worried and if he's i ain't ever seen ben be worried i've seen ben be frustrated i've seen ben be ticked off to say i don't know what i'm doing or i'm not comfortable dk i ain't ever seen ben do that okay so that's the difference in the two right there i and i know i'm comparing one that had multiple years by the time i saw him from where i'm seeing kenny now in year two I've never seen Ben look like that. Okay. In That's the why face we ask the questions. Yes. That's why we ask the questions. I mean, there's there's a there's a deer in the headlights look about him right now for sure, on and off the field. Uh Greg says if Deion Sanders can turn around the buffs, is this a college thing? Buffalo, yeah. Buffalo, Colorado With Buffalo. With 80% new personnel. I don't see why we can't one and eleven college football. We're talking about college, it's college football. No, I mean, appreciate the contribution, sure. Greg, but people equate college football with with, with the NFL 
Simone, please. That's two different monsters right there. Just, they have nothing in common. We're talking about three years, four years, Max in college versus Miles Garrett and TJ Watt being in year seven. It ain't much you can do with 80% turnover unless you're trying to create the Cleveland Browns in Pittsburgh. Uh, Respectfully, Greg, I, I know where you're coming from, but college to the NFL don't translate over. It just doesn't. Uh, Metal Bowl Games says any chance some starters are already frustrated with Matt Canada's calls or Kenny Pickett's throws. The only spark were 30 and 14. Have the vets lost confidence? Don't worry about that. They don't have a choice in this matter. They don't have a say in this matter. Am I right, Moan? Only saving grace, man, is this early in the season. Yeah, that's that's, that's kind of why. If you're thinking that who's going to do that in this locker room? Think think about the composition of the offense. You don't have an Antonio Brown, a Le'Veon Bell, a Ben Roethlisberger, a Marquise Pouncey, people of that level. It's still a really young, mostly inexperienced offense. Which one of them is going to chirp about either the coordinator or the quarterback? Calvin Austin? He's got two whole NFL games under his belt. Do you see what I'm saying here? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Other guys are just on the perimeter of being in the NFL. Again, so, yeah. Don't worry about narratives. They have yeah. enough real, actual football stuff. Facts. To uh, fix. Appreciate that, Metal. That was solid right there, my brother. A good mm-hmm. question. Uh, vets losing, losing confidence. No, I'll say this. The effort was there. Way better than it was in week one. So vets losing confidence, no. And you got to also say this, too. They won the game. Uh, and I know that's not a concession you want to hear because you want to see the overall product be phenomenal. Whoa, there's 1,200 people in here. Yeah, we're thick in here today, DK. I didn't, that's a, I, we're I thick with three look. C's. Yeah, we're thick with three C's in here today. Okay. I I did I did not even look. Uh, we have uh, where'd Marvin go? I saw Marvin. Demar, he's in there. He's in the likes. He's in there. Who? Where? I got it. You ready? Right here. Oh, there it is. Moan found it. Okay. Uh, hey, DK and Moan. Whoa, Marvin. That's what I said, DK. <laughs> okay. See, I'm Marvin, seeing everything a little out. late. I'm like the Kenny Pickett of this show. You know. I- Wait a minute. You never said that about Ben. <laughs> Marvin, you are always appreciated on multiple levels. Uh, big, big part of this community. Marvin says, hey, DK and Moan, what grade do you give Kenny them guys? Because he's got to perform better. Yeah, it's, it's an F. 50% I'm sorry. passing is an F. I'm sorry. Yeah. You didn't manage 30? it. And the almost interceptions, not once, but two times. How do you do oh, that? How, I mean, two of the throws that he made oh were the God. worst things you've ever seen, and he the got one to Calvin with. on the sideline. Wow! I love the moxie. Hey, I heard a clink when he delivered that ball. I was like, "Whoa!" I heard a. I was like, well, "Okay, boy, got brass down there. What we got going on?" Ninety-nine percent of everyone in that stadium was sure he was throwing that ball into the twelfth row. Yeah. You might as well have had fans standing up, going like this. Yep. And instead, he tries up the sideline, and only through the grace of the Browns being the Browns did they not catch that ball. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so a grade. I mean, he to me, he's an F minus through two games. He he he's repeating the fifth grade at this point. Is what I'm telling you, man. He's repeating. He he's going to be a 22 a 20 year old senior at this point right now if he doesn't perform better, man. Uh it was just low. And again, I'd feel better if it was just straight up incompletions. No, but it's everything. The slant everything. to George in the dirt. Uh the decision making of, of all things accounted for was below average DK. All those uh, those those runs to his left when he's trying to throw across his body back into traffic, and you're yeah. just going, 
Whoa, whoa, no, no, it's, don't. That's not don't, your don't game. Don't do that. Average, you know, seven point four yards a, a pass, DK. Pass uh, attempt. Yeah, it's just, just, and, and that's with a seventy-one yarder in there. Yeah, and, and Marvin, I'll say thank you again for that contribution. You're far too kind, man. Uh, DK, I got one because it's fair to ask this question, considering we've been so negative in speaking on the offense. We mm-hmm. hadn't really given much light to the offense, and we're going to go back to this offense and answer more questions, but it's this yeah, yeah. from Matthew. Read that one, DK. I, I, uh, I, Matthew wants to know, hey, Moan, did the offense have resentment towards the defense during the killer bees for not stepping up? And do you think the current defense might now have that feeling toward the current offense? I've said this time and time again, in full transparency. Yeah, there was a little bit of it. I think any human being who's competing on a team that you play both sides of the ball. Yeah, there is a little bit of that that happens. There is a, hey, when y'all going to get y'all stuff together, man? Just help us yeah, a little we're out bit. Here, we're out here putting up 35 points a game. Can you just stop them once or twice? You can't publicly say that. Nope, you can't, can't tell a teammate that, but you know what I did have happen? Cam telling us, hey, man, we got it. We going to have to, we going to help y'all out. Hey, we going to find a way to get y'all the ball back. Vinny walking up with his head down. Hey, we suck. Like hearing those types of things because they understand what it was. But I'll say this. I felt better about what that group was capable of doing in those moments when we were crushing it on defense because the effort was there. The playmaking was there the care to actually put on a really good performance stayed with those dudes. We're not seeing a good performance right now from the offense. So, Matthew, you asked that question. Is there some resentment? Probably so. You know what happened with TJ and, and Alex yesterday? They probably said, screw it. We'll go score on our own. And also about that scoring, I almost texted you earlier today, DK, and had, almost had you pull a clip from yesterday. Because in the after-hour moments we had on this show yesterday, you remember the conversation I gave? I said, hey, y'all, on a Monday night game with a premier quarterback, don't be surprised if the Cleveland Browns do what with uh, Deshaun Watson? I said, they're going to try to throw the ball around. And they did. And a bunch of people in the chat was like, Moan, they got Nick Chubb. Yeah, Yeah, right. Do you know who's in Cleveland? I'm telling you people, they like the show off, and I'm glad Alex Highsmith made them pay for it. Jesse Johnson comes in with a $10 contribution says, Hey, Mona DK, I love the show. I don't always agree with every point of the show, but that's why I listen. The show makes my ride home quicker. Keep it up, guys. I actually really like when I, I, like when I hear something like that. There's people who get mad at somebody just because they'll disagree with them. Oh, I'm done with this, guys. I didn't. Uh, uh, uh. Just think about it. That's all. If it's a dumb point, then it's a dumb point. But if, if, if they're at least trying and they're being honest and they're coming from a real place, Hear him out, yeah. you know. Uh, Brian says the Ravens cut their offensive coordinator midseason and won the Super Bowl. Bring back Todd Haley. He's just sitting on his couch. <laughs> he knew how to use his personnel. Actually, he did. He did. The, he's with the Memphis Showboats right now, man. I don't know if anybody's ever retreaded a coach in Pittsburgh. I don't know if that's ever to be the case. I'll say that you guys know I told you too. Todd, uh, Todd Haley could call it and haul it. He really could. Um there's no rhyme or reason to, to this offense right now. And I think that's what everybody's looking for. We were at least good in the run game. All right, mm-hmm. cool. We'll run first team. We were at least good in the pass game. All right, we're a passing team. Right now, we're neither one of those. Kay Kuhn comes in and says, hey, Moan, at what point does Coach T step in and just stop the bleeding regarding Matt Canada's self-destruction of the offense and Kenny Pickett's confidence? 
I, I don't want y'all to think that Coach T is just hokey dory with what's going on right now. Uh, watching the press conferences, like he's a little ticked off the same way that we are. We haven't even brought that up, but I mean, he wasn't exactly backing yep. off the offensive coordinator subject. That wasn't a feel good type no. of situation. Okay. He so, said schematics, the planning, and it starts with the coaching. He said it starts with the coaching. So that, that also means we may get our wish at some point. Again, I ain't ever known him to do that because that fraternity of coaches is thick. It really is. Those dudes don't have any other option than anybody backing them up. And most coaches look out for that group that they choose to bring in. That's where I'll leave it right there, whether he kicks them out or whether he moves somebody in his seat and say, hey, let the big dog do this right now. You still have your title and you'll get the credit, but let the big dog do this. It's not a smile on his face. And I'll tell you this, in those bad offensive plays on the TV copy at home, DK, you saw this. You mm-hmm. saw him react that way. Mm-hmm. So he's seeing and feeling the same thing that we are, but he know the cameras is on is what I would expect. At what point? I'd almost say you have to do it now, but we'll see. Guys, that's all the time we have for today. Appreciate that. If you hang on with us here for the, for the post show here, we're going to have a, a special message from our man, the barber out in Wilkinsburg. Baba. Mm-hmm. And uh, thanks so much to everybody for Man. watching, listening, contributing, uh, everything. Uh, everything. Extraordinary show today. Um, I feel like we need to do an entire episode on TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith. We to do. Kind of make up because we, uh, <laughs> we guys won the game by themselves. It's easy to speak negativity, and I didn't want to do that because they had a legendary night. It was unbelievable. It really was. That was a legendary night, man. Mm-hmm. All right, Ooh. guys. We will. Uh, we might be back after the outro. Maybe. All right. Bye, bye. Okay. So, yeah, we have a message from our our favorite barber here, and also a crown to give out too. We got a crown, crown and, and it, we're going to give that crown out too. Uh, these two th- concepts might work together. Favorite barber points out that this is this he's putting in a five dollar contribution for our man Eddie Harlow, oh, man. Uh, who's a regular in this community who gives out gifts in this community. He's not feeling well. Anybody knows that um, Eddie's fighting an uphill battle. Yeah. Uh, so please give him some positive thoughts and prayers. We're here to do that. Uh, and the barber keeps his promises. By the way, he See that does, down there? man. Uh, much appreciated, Eddie. Man, speedy recovery, my brother. And I hope uh, everything goes well for you, seriously. Mm-hmm. And we have here in the studio, I uh, just wants to, since we're doing the all international episode today, uh, David Reed is here from Birmingham, England, just wants to say goodbye oh, before man. he heads back out to the airport. Yeah, hey, man, it was good to speak to you on Friday. Hey, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Was it worth it? It was obviously worth it. Yeah, I was there last night, and yeah. um, obviously you, you've covered off the main points of <laughs> how terrible things were on, in certain areas and how wonderful they were in others. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I, I, I say I've been coming here for, for over 25 years now to watch wow. Steeler games, and, and that was a really special occasion last night, a really special atmosphere, and what a way to, to win in and to get we the win. We just want to know if you chanted Ryan Mad Canada. I certainly did, yes. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm firmly in that camp. Have been for a while. I remember him at Pitt, things like that. So, um, yeah. You see, the just, British, though, what they do, they sing it. 
They don't. They, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. they, they probably you have a song yeah. commemorating the firing of Matt Canada. Usually loaded with hefty amounts of profanity as well. <laughs> don't do here. So um, yeah, yeah it, it was it was it was justified last night. That wasn't a uh, it wasn't a pretty display at all. No, I mean it's it, just the, the whole incoherence of, of the offense. I think to me, especially, I was sat there last night just watching them run play after play and yeah. running plays. Who's who's blocking whom? Yeah. What hole are they trying to hit? I mean, there's just no indication that there's any sort of of coherence to to the game plan when they're or trying to run the football. On the passing side, where is the actual ball going? Is there more than one option? Yeah. You know, like does Kenny turn left to actually throw the ball somewhere else? Will he does he still think he can outrun NFL defensive linemen? Those dudes are mm. fast. And to see those types of things happening, I, I thought was very flagrant. And, yeah. and how you approach a game as a pro, man. That was um, that was below the line, as Coach Tomlin likes to say sometimes. Yeah. Two things that struck me last night about Kenny was, obviously, they're not using the middle of the field at all, which hampers them and, 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 and really stops them from developing anything, especially to the tight ends, as, we, as I'm sure you've discussed. Um, but also, his reads, he's not – there's no real sort of sequence to his reads. Just, again, just watching him and, and how he does those things. It's just – it's so frustrating at the moment. They have the. It, it seems to be happening every year as well, where they have this glow up in preseason and in camp, and everybody's positive and everything. And then the regular season rolls around, and it's just flat lines again. And it's this, and it has to change. It does. And I'll say this too: there's a contribution that just came into, it, and I think it's fair to show why you're there because this is where I think most of us are. We just hadn't gotten that. Mm. Still, Blitz sends in the contribution. Just gave a statement. I believe in Kenny. I just think starting off against two top defenses as a second year quarterback would be tough for anyone pick it with rebound have faith still are hopeful i'm with you i'm 100 yeah. with you but what we're seeing him do or how we're seeing him perform doesn't show a step in the forward direction it doesn't no. show that he understands where the ball is going it doesn't show that he has the poise to get the job done as far as these last two games it's, and i know it's two games there's 15 more plus a bye week to grow on the decision making, I think, is what we're 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 really questioning. Where is Kenny yeah. when it comes down to his play? Some of the throws, or <laughs> that throw on the sideline, still blitz to mm. where I don't know if he was trying to sneak it into the wide receiver or throw it away. But that was an almost pick. Yeah. How do yeah, we excuse that time. one? Well, Austin came up with one last night, which I was amazed by, just because it was so low and away, and he still managed to get hold of it. But yeah, and, and two. Mm final points by may first of all it was very strange obviously we were sort of ragging on the offensive line and how they performed last night miles garrett didn't get a sniff last night he did he got some hits but no sniff no real yeah, sniff it was like one tackle all night i think it was and mm -hmm. you know that's again credit to dan moore's development as a pass blocker i think is that and also i give a little bit of credit to cleveland too because i think jim schwartz has really turned that unit around yes he has um so there's there's that element of it too. I think it's be very interesting when they play Vegas on Sunday just to see again what the next chapter of this ride is because who who knows what we're gonna see. I know, man. Uh, great commentary, Matt. That was phenomenal, Welcome. man. Uh, thanks for having me on. It's always appreciated. Absolutely. Thank work. you. Be safe getting back. Thank you. Absolutely. All right, Moan. We're out of here. All right, DK. Hey, Let's good do people. It. Let's do it again tomorrow. Tomorrow we re re we reunite. Yep. Bye bye. See ya. <clears throat>